0: You can't fight in here. This is the war room. Fine. I can hear you now, Dimitri clear and plain and coming through. Fine. I'm coming through fine too. eh? good
1: then. Well, then, as you say, we're both coming through. Fine. Good. Well, it's good that you're fine then. And I'm fine. I agree with you. It's great to be fine.
2: It's It's a podcast. podcast. Hello and welcome to fighting in the war room. Episode 39, the TV preview segment. Uh, it's Friday, September 12th, 2014. We're not reviewing a movie this week because I can't work up the energy to see anything currently in theaters and don't even know what's currently in theaters. Any takers? Anybody know what's in theaters this week? No clue. Nope. Pretty sure Dolphin Tail's in there because that was our lightning round question, but that's all I got. In the meantime, a lot of TV shows are premiering. Maybe not this week and uh, maybe not next week, but at least two weeks from now, there are a million of them coming seemingly. So we wanted to kind of take a look at what's coming, what we're interested in, what shows are returning that we're interested in. Some of them may or may not involve superheroes. Dave's on this episode, so you might be able to guess how that's going to (laughs) go. I also Um, just watch a lot of television. (laughs) That's true, as does Joanna, which is why I'm so glad to have you guys both here because I am uh, perpetually, I feel like, behind on all the TV shows I should be watching. Um, I guess I wanted to start real quick for all of us, like, new shows that have your interest. I feel like most of the time we're going to be able to talk about Returning shows because that's what we're all familiar with. But anything new that you feel like is actually worth your or anybody else's attention? And let's start with Joanna because she actually knows shit. <laughs>
1: um, I watched. So, Grace Point, which is the remake of Broadchurch, which was this uh, British mystery miniseries uh, that they're calling, like, a 10-episode mystery event on Fox, has Anna Gunn and David Tennant. And a lot of the concern was that it was going to be a shot-for-shot remake of the British
2: original. Well, the British original also starred David Tennant, which is great. Right.
1: So, he's just here doing the exact same role with almost the exact same lines, just with a faulty American accent. Um, (laughs) But I worked – actually, they – released the first seven episodes for for press screening. So I actually watched the first seven episodes of it. And it's the same exact thing up until episode seven. And then episode seven, it changes. So that's what they promised, that the ending would be different, and that's proving to be true. But if you've seen Broad Church, you may not, you may just want to tune in for episode seven. But for me, the biggest pleasure was to see Anna Gunn, who I love, Skylar White herself, uh, back on television. Not like it's been that long since Breaking Bad went off the air, but It feels like forever,
2: though. Yeah, weird. it does
1: feel like forever and she's wonderful in this. So I really liked that. And then the other one uh, that I want to say, I think both of my answers make me sound very elderly, but the other one is <laughs> uh, Madam Secretary, which we were talking about right before we started. Um, this is a CBS. Show, but I am obsessed with The Good Wife, and it seemed very Good Wife to me. It's Tayo Leone, uh, BB Newworth. It's got a great cast. Um, and so I'm curious to see if it's another great uh, drama with really good sort of New York theater actors. Um, and I'm excited. So,
2: yeah. Um, I'm going to go with maybe the most obvious choice, at least in my universe, what feels like the most obvious choice, which is how to get away with murder. Starring, it's it's a show with Viola Davis as a law professor. It's it, I, she seems like the law professor in Legally Blonde, where she like chooses like five students to work with her every semester. And I don't know if it's a deliberate Legally Blonde reference, but I'm choosing to think that it is. Um, and it's created by Shonda Rhimes, who is Scandal and Grey's Anatomy, and now has her own block of programming on ABC, which I think is just the most fantastic, very cool thing. It's it's cool, and it's also like. Almost kind of retro, with like a whole, you know, the idea of like a programming a night, you know, Musty TV has been gone for so long. Um, Chuck Lorre hope- has the same thing over on CBS. He has it's like- true, but he makes garbage. Mm-hmm. And John oh, yeah, Rhimes makes fun garbage.
1: Chanda Rhimes makes like three, maybe two really good seasons of television. And then I, I think <laughs> both Grey's Anatomy and Scandal sort of go off into the soapy deep end, but I still enjoy them. They're just like they're really good for two seasons and then they're like kind of fun after that.
2: I'm, I have yet to watch the third season of Scandal, so I'm, I'm, I'm been admittedly a little bit behind, but two good seasons of Viola Davis as a law professor sounds better than That's none, right? That's a good point. Uh, Dave, how about you? What's on your radar?
0: Uh, um, well, obviously the uh, new superhero series, which would be Gotham on Fox, which is Baby Batman, or we start with the Murder of the Wayans. Baby
2: Commissioner Gordon, right? Yeah,
0: we follow Commissioner Gordon, uh, but also there's, you know, a child aged Catwoman, and we get to see the origins of some of the villains, that could be potentially cool. I'm just more looking for, like, a uh, elevated crime procedural that sort of winks at its superhero roots, but doesn't have to be, like, specifically Batman. I think the idea of a crime procedural just set in Gotham is nice enough, so I don't think they have to hit the comic book button too hard, and I hope they don't. But, uh, they, I mean, they will for the first few do
2: you have any? Uh, do you have any sense of what they're going to do one way or another? Um,
0: yes, I've seen the
2: pilot, and it
0: does...
1: I've also seen the pilot.
0: <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> it's a, it does a pretty good job at uh, trying to be its own thing. The uh, character, the the new character that's played by Will Smith's wife... Do you remember? Do you oh, remember? Jada, oh, Jada, Jada
1: uh, Her
2: name's like Fish or Boney, Fishbone. Yeah, Wait, I thought, she was an, I thought she was an existing character. I thought she was cast. She it works like...
0: for uh, Falcone or something like that, but she's becoming her own uh, Gotham character as like this underworld boss. Uh, she's, she's nice. They do hit a little bit too many of like, this guy's gonna be the Riddler or this guy's gonna be the Penguin a little bit too hard, even though the episode kind of greatly is about... Starting the penguin off, I think, in a direction, but uh, you know, it could go either way. Pilots are notoriously the worst episode of series, so Gotham's wasn't horrible. I didn't cringe most of the time.
1: I thought Gotham's <laughs> pilot. This is this is where I like. I think I'm going to break out my fighting in the, of the fighting of the worm. I thought the Gotham pilot was. Dismal. I thought it was so bad. And I say this as someone who likes comic book TV shows. I watched all of Agents of Shield. Like I am not a snobby, I don't believe in comic books person, but I thought they hit the com the, yeah, this is gonna be the Riddler, this is gonna be the Penguin stuff way too hard, this is gonna be Poison Ivy, uh, really, really hard. And even aside from that, you've got Donald Logue and Benjamin McK- McKenzie, who are two actors I really like as the lead detectives. And they were all, like the dialogue they gave to Donald Logue, who I think is a really underrated, fantastic actor, was painful to me. I, I really disliked it. But I agree with Dave that, you know, it could just be a rough pilot? The universe could be fun. The look of it is good, uh, but the dialogue.
2: Does it needs- seem does it seem like what they want to do with Batman is promising enough? Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. everyone from the beginning was like, oh, it's going to be about the boring people in the Avengers. And then the truth was it was about the boring people in the Avengers. And we'll get to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. later. But like, is this concept working for you?
1: Um, as someone who loved the FX show Terriers, which is just about Donald Logan and this other guy mm-hmm. being detectives, I really wouldn't mind if it were just these two detectives in Gotham City. I would actually like them to tone down the heavy references to Batman uh, and make it more ordinary. Um, that that would be my preference. But uh, I don't know. Like I, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I I just, I I really object to very winking references, and that's what they do. Like, the penguin starts, like, kind of waddling at one point, but it's, you know, he's, like, limping but waddling, and it's just, it bothers
2: me. You gotta
0: assume that if Fox commits to it because it gets good enough ratings being the Batman TV show, they're gonna have to realize they're gonna have to have character arcs, and at least in the comics, the Gotham Police Department uh, has done really good jobs at having consistently good character arcs about what it means to be a police department and what it means to be this corrupt crime city that's sort of off kilter, at least while Batman isn't around, um, that I'm hoping this series could tap into. But it's also a Fox series, so the second it taps into that, it's going to be like canceled and rescheduled. So
1: I, I mean, the thing is, we all laughed about Sleepy Hollow last year. And the pilot was was fairly laughable, but that became like a big hit, and it actually kind of hit its stride. It found what worked for it, right. so I applaud any show that jettisons what doesn't work and sort of focuses on what does. Um, so,
2: got it could Gotham could get there.
0: Yeah, come for the Batman, stay for the hopefully good procedural.
2: Yeah, well, here's here's my question about come for the Batman, like. They can't have Batman. Like they're they're not going to be able to like have that kid turn into Batman at any point. So it's not not going to become frustrating at a certain point. Like they can't tease it out forever. You're just going to get well, sick of really the idea. Young. Of, he's really young.
1: He's really. I know,
2: young. but like, aren't you, don't, like, isn't it just going to be annoying to like be in this world without this one well, really crucial I mean, element Smallville for that Smallville was
0: fine without having Superman be Superman. For, was he
2: never Superman over the course of Smallville? I
0: mean, I mean, he didn't wear the costume because that wasn't like his thing. It was about young young Clark Kent. I mean, Bruce Wayne's a little too young here, but I mean, like, even the success of the most recent Batman movies are just as much about the city of Gotham as they are about Batman. So if we're in this arch, you know, understanding of the character, now's a good time to attempt to do a series like this, if they could pull it off. Um, I'm sorry, moving on, there are two other superhero franchises. um, Oh, crap. uh, The Flash, which is spinning out of CW's The Arrow, is, you you know, the guy who becomes fast he's wearing red uh the the weird thing about they're like teasing the bleep out of this pilot which i've also seen and then it ends with like this huge easter egg for dc fans there's no way they're ever going to catch up for so they're kind of doing the same thing uh these two superhero movies i'm like yeah i want to come for the promise of having these superheroes but i really hope they're able to develop their own characters and their own worlds at least arrow has been successful in doing that so if the flash can spawn out of that that'll be fun and then uh Constantine is going to be our oh, last yeah. one which is going to be on Fridays from NBC and that's an adaptation of DC's Hellblazer uh that has was a Keanu Reeves movie for those of you that I remember that, that. It was. Shia, it was, Shia it was.
2: LaBeouf movie I think you mean no, wait Shia LaBeouf was in Constantine yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah there's a lot of people that could be like that a movie with that person that you probably <laughs> haven't <laughs> yeah. seen because it wasn't good um yeah, it's interesting. Costing's instant character. He's like a chain smoker brit who's like kind of badass eighties punk. But didn't they say this... he's
1: not gonna be smoking? Because yeah. yeah.
0: NBC? yeah. He's, on he's, he's on NBC, so it's, I'm interested to see this is a pilot I actually haven't seen, even though I've been trying to seek it out. Um but I'm interested to see how that comes along. I think David Slade's doing that and he usually Makes good pilots in terms and of the, directors. Yeah, and the
1: pilot is directed by Neil Marshall, who is uh, Game of Thrones director. Yeah. So, um, I really like what I've read of Constantine, so I'm interested in that uh, one as well. I forgot about that one. Yeah,
2: um, Dave. Demons. Yeah, Dave. To get this more to, into your movie related wheelhouse, uh, th- I mean, there's all these superhero pilots that are coming but none of them are going to be like agents of shield in that they can tie into a larger movie universe you know agents of shield is so branded and connected with the marvel universe and these are all by different networks and it's un- it's super unclear to me how rights for dc television properties work i don't really understand how it goes like does that limit their potential that they like they're even if you know agents of shield was a moderate hit at best but it was able to tie into captain america the winter soldier and kind of get this kick none of these are going to be able to do that does that hurt them
0: Um, I don't think necessarily. Uh, Gotham is far too early in anything that uh, the current movies are playing in. As a matter of fact, Batman and Batman vs Superman is going to be older than we've ever seen him on screen before, so they're going in the opposite direction and building their universe uh, that way um, so it's sort of a no intersection point which will be fine I don't I don't want Commissioner Gordon to have a big part in Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice that would be ridiculous <laughs> um, the Flash is spinning out of Arrow so Arrow's already started bringing in um, characters uh, from the DC universe so they're gonna they've cast a Raza and uh, Liam Neeson has actually said that he'd be open to coming back and being like another version of Raza Ghul at some point. Wouldn't that era. just be
2: maddening if he did that? No. Like if he came back as Raza Ghoul, but there wasn't going to be Marion Cotillard or whatever.
0: Well, I mean, but that sort of just connects it because the whole idea of Raza Ghoul is he's just sort of like this idea, and so now that this other one, post Batman and the Arrow universe, it loosely connects it, and then you also get to have fun with like the DC B characters, which is all Agents of Shield gets anyway, is the Marvel B characters, but actually root them in, you know, this story universe that you get to sort of build from whole cloth, uh, like Arrow built from Flash. And then Constantine, that's sort of like the black sheep of the family. He's a DC comic character, but not really, like, a superhero. Uh, Guillermo del Toro wants him for, like, a movie, but he's already talked to the people at NBC about potential crossover points, so who knows what story universe that's going to be in.
2: All right, so you're not concerned at all is what you're saying.
0: No. no, I don't think you need to necessarily tie up a franchise, make a good superhero movie show.
1: I think it's less annoying, because I find Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the tie-in so annoying in terms of it's like it's like when you're trying to watch Buffy and Angel concurrently, but they were on different networks. It, it, trying to track a larger uh, narrative over multiple platforms is really like oh, I have to go see uh, Captain America or Thor. This weekend, so that I understand what happens in Marvel's Agents Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next week. That's deeply irritating to me. I think it's part
0: of the big reason that everybody balked at the Dark Tower idea of doing movies and TV seasons in between. Is it just felt too all-inclusive and we hadn't seen something like that work yet? And I don't think this season is going to be the season we really see it sort of click together and work. I don't think we're going to see this sort of mass media tie-in franchising work until Marvel's working on TV and on Netflix at the same time. And then it's going to be like... That won't be
2: within the next year?
0: uh, I don't think Daredevil's coming that fast. Um, But hopefully Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets a Season 3 and we could see this all I don't know. A, Daredevil's already.
1: Daredevil's already filming, though, isn't it? Yeah, aren't she?
2: they filming? Yeah, so they're probably going to come out at least next summer. And don't you think that Agents of Shield is going to tie into Age of Ultron pretty effectively at the end of the season?
0: Well, yeah, it's got to tie into Age of Ultron, and it's got to do sort of this weird connection handoff to Agent Carter. And Agent Carter, I'm pretty sure has a flashback in Age of Ultron. So like the web is continuing, but I'm talking about like having a media landscape where you have to be subscribed to multiple services, watching a TV show and watching a series of movies. We're still like, I think, a year and a half, two years out of that.
2: Just in terms of like what everyone's willing to accept as an audience.
0: Right. I mean, I don't think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did well enough season one that they're really going to push it as hard with something like Thor The Dark World that they did in season one. I think, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy is a success. They just kind of move on, try to be their own thing and stand on their own two legs and no, they finish out the movie, the season with an Avengers movie. It's a pretty safe bet uh, if they could conquer their first half of the season.
2: I can't believe we're about to start a TV season that's going to end with Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> I'm traveling right now. This yeah. is insane. Um, okay, let's get away from. Wait, 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 wait! I want to oh, bring up one more. Up, okay, okay. I, w- I want to
0: see ABC's Blackish. I'm curious.
2: Yeah, me too. I wanted to bring that up too.
0: Okay, you want to take it? Take it from there.
2: No, I mean I I haven't watched it. I've heard enough good things that it's funny, and I was thinking about how I watched Modern Family in the first couple of seasons and. Modern Family has kind of become like synonymous with with Everybody Loves Raymond at this point. Like it's been on for so long, it doesn't really have a spark anymore. But I like a good family sitcom, and I'm really intrigued by Blackish as being able to fill that mold.
0: Yeah, and I like the subject matter, and I like that it's network. I think it's it's we've had. You
2: like that it's network?
0: uh, Yeah, I mean, we've had. Not since like when the Chappelle Show was on Comedy Central. I feel like we were really having good race conversations in America, and I'm hoping. That, like, I'm not saying Blackish is gonna be like the Chappelle Show style zeitgeist hit, but I'm hoping there's at least a pocket in there for the, you know, sort of comedy loving Americans.
2: Well, while we're talking about comedy loving Americans and talking about race, Key and Peele is coming back in September. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited.
1: I just, boy, I just wanna go back to Blackish really quickly. It weirds me out. It's on ABC, right? Is that right? Yes. Yes. It weirds me out that Lawrence Fishburne and uh, George Lazenby. Uh, are both playing characters named Pops on family sitcoms on ABC. That's just odd, so.
2: That is odd. Yeah. Also that Anthony Anderson and Lawrence Fishburne are, like, nine years apart in age. Are they? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a little weird. That's, that's television great. for you. There you go. Um, okay, Joanna, I wanted to ask you about stuff that's returning. Yeah. That, uh, like you think might be either doing something different this season or is like, I mean, Sons of Anarchy you were thinking might end in an interesting way, but I think you've maybe given up on that. Um, What's coming back that like, maybe people should pick up that they haven't been watching before. Well, I'm excited to talk to you
1: about this because I'm really excited to see what happens with the MIDI project this year. Yeah. And I know you've just sort of gotten into last season a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I was was
2: scanning what was available on primetime on demand, so I was watching episodes out of order. But it was kind of, I mean, I knew enough of what was going on that watching it in order did not seem to matter at all.
1: So they've, you know, they've been driving this show for two seasons on a will they, won't they? And spoiler alert, the season ended with a will they. Uh, they will. We're,
2: we're, 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 yeah, they will.
1: They will. But uh, the question is, is that going to take the series like it sort of did to New Girl? Mm-hmm. So, but you and I were talking about Chris Messina, who's the male lead on that show. And actually, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but I think Mindy Kaling, who's the showrunner and star, is actually doing something kind of. I don't even, I don't know that I want to call it feminist, though you know that I love talking about that, but, like, uh, just in the way that she objectifies Chris Eve's character, it, it's a role that I think we usually see from women on, like... <laughs> I don't want to call him like the Sofia Vergara, but like he is <laughs> definitely objectified on this show, and it's very interesting to me to see that sort of female gaze rather than a male gaze.
2: So, and that's something New Girl doesn't do at all. Like, right. I think Jake Johnson is the cutest thing in the world, but th- he doesn't ever get objectified on the show. And why not? I ask. Why not? Well, Schmidt does sort of on New Girl.
1: So, yeah, but
2: he's not nearly as cute as Jake Johnson. But um, but yeah. So I would. Our, s- that's for our fans. Even. Yes,
1: I would say the mini project, and also another Fox sitcom that you like, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with their second season. Uh, so. I
2: feel like I'm not even thinking about Brooklyn Nine Nine because I'm so confident that its second season is gonna just like come out like leap back right where it started. The way yeah. in the way that State Parks and Recreation did in the second season under the office. I think that's the model it definitely followed by getting better as the season went on. Mm-hmm. Um I'm so confident in that that I'm like I'm not even worried about it. I'm really excited for it to come back though. <laughs>
0: Not even worried about it.
2: And that, I'm worried. And once again, to sound
1: elderly, the Good Wife, which I realize is is like my most anticip- like my most delightful returning series until Game of Thrones comes back, but that's a different thing. But Julia Margulies is so good. The show just was so rock solid last year. They're doing something really interesting this season, so I'm excited.
0: Uh, hey. uh, I. Think i'm scrolling through this list here and i think i left out two new newish series that i'm looking forward to one is uh star wars rebels uh the new cartoon it takes place in the new star wars continuity
2: wait uh, it's yeah. new i thought that should have been on no, no. no
0: star wars rebels it's premieres, premieres in, october. in october
2: what was the star wars show that was already on clone wars, clone wars. oh yeah
0: Rebels actually, Katie. I don't. I don't know how much you're into cartoons <laughs> or Star Wars, but I'm if not people into cartoons or Star Wars, <laughs> if people who th- were turned off by the Clone Wars because it starred a whole bunch of characters that you sort of cared about, but you stopped caring about them after you saw the prequels. Star Wars Rebels is set in between Episode three and Episode four, and from what I've seen about it, they've released a lot of it and then screened the pilot some places. It's like old school, like jokey Star Wars feel. So if you like cartoons, it's on Disney XD. And if you like Star Wars, maybe check out this cartoon. And then the other one is that, I guess the comeback's coming back for a limited run. Yeah, run?
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Is that a comeback? Comeback? I don't know. I guess
2: that's it's a like new s- series. Six How episodes? limited is it? Oh, it's, it's just six episodes? It's very short. And
1: But what I do like is there, because I didn't realize this or remember this, but Malin Ackerman and Kellen Lutz, were originally on the comeback and they're coming back. Uh, you know, they played like up. This is before they were known before by were anyone. Actual, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So they're like bringing them back and using their actual career arcs as model. You know, so they'll be like big or bigger stars. I guess they're not huge stars, but they're they're names that some people know. Uh,
2: yeah, so that's fun. I love Lisa Kudrow. So right. yeah, I'm I'm excited for her personally just to have yeah. like. <laughs> thing that she deserves um i have a question in general i don't want i don't know if it's, this is wrap up question but it's not really fitting into whoa, a topic whoa, wait
0: wait 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 I, I didn't even get to my returning shows
2: oh well, wait you didn't go yet okay yeah, no no I, okay i, 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 I wasn't, to... anyway go go, go. I'll, be, I'll be
0: fast still in cartoons legend of Korra apparently is coming back october 3rd with their final season that's very unexpected and therefore exciting um bob's burgers uh, well, I mean, I thought they were going to wait a year. Th- the third season just ended, like, three weeks ago. A couple
2: ago. weeks ago, yeah. Wow.
0: It's They're just, like, dumping it, which I could be happy about because it's going to end on its own terms. So that's nice. Bob's Burgers, South Park, uh, my animation staples. Uh, drama-wise, uh, American Horror Story is, I think, going to be at least interesting. I wasn't a big fan of the third one, The Witches, but I really like the first two. So I'm interested to see them... Uh, Because the third one, actually, the witch season got some of their highest ratings and some of their best reviews. So I'm interested to see them try to ride the line between horror and sort of Stevie Nicks camp, which last season was. (laughs) Um, And then Elementary, which I'm still pleased by as a guy who likes Sherlock Holmes adaptations, is doing its third season premiere. And they've been doing really interesting twists on the Sherlock Holmes mythos and have a female Watson. And it, has, it hasn't become boring for me yet. And then the newsroom. Because Aaron Sorkin and I have You're to. You're
2: the guy who's still watching the newsroom, huh? I have to. I, I, I'm the girl who's still watching
1: the newsroom. But I I like to watch it and then complain about it.
0: Oh, no. I like to laugh at it. Yeah. Like, like, Aaron Sorkin doesn't like. Or understand the internet really, or my generation. So it's, yeah, I, it's an ironic really watch.
2: What you stand?
1: For. He calls us pajama people. That was my favorite line.
2: Pajama people. Yeah, bloggers. Pajama. Yeah.
0: People. Guess. Uh, guess who hasn't been addicted to, to, to crystal meth ever?
2: Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Anybody on yeah, this yeah. podcast? Tax. What, hey, no personal attacks hey, on Oscar the podcast. Or anything, but whatever. Um. The.
1: And I wanted to mention one more new series that I forgot to talk about. I haven't seen it yet. It's this will make me seem less elderly. It's called Jane the Virgin. It's a CW show. Oh yeah. It's got amazing buzz out of. Um, it has an insane premise too. Yeah. It's
0: based on a telenovela, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Which I keep associating with Ugly Betty. So I don't know if it's going to be like an Ugly Betty sort of thing because that was Ugly also based Betty on a telenovela. Fine. Ugly Betty was fine, but uh, the buzz on this is huge, and the but but mainly the buzz on the lead actress is bonkers because out of the you know it made the rounds of the on the tca for for the critics and you know the screening the response to the screening was one thing but then when the actress got up and sort of talked during the panel everyone lost their minds they loved her
0: gina rodriguez is her name
1: yeah so uh she might be this huge breakout star of the tv season or it could just be a teen cw show that none of us end up watching so
0: it has subtitles which i am just psyched about because good Learn to read, people.
2: So we'll see. I refuse to learn to read. (laughs) Okay, question. Yeah. Question I wanted to ask. uh, Why isn't Mulaney good? Okay, so, and it's a tragedy, because
1: I love John John Mulaney. Uh, His stand-up routine, New in Town, which you can all watch on YouTube, is one of the the best things in the world. But it's one of the worst pilots I've ever seen in my entire life, mainly because John Mulaney and Nassim Pedrad cannot act. They're funny people. They're not actors. That didn't stop Jerry Seinfeld, who's not a great actor. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. But then he surrounds himself with these weird stereotype characters. It's very odd. Elliot Gould plays one of the most offensive gay stereotypes I've ever seen on television. And it's very odd. It's very odd to me that this seemed like a good idea for, like, the guy who created Stefan, which is, like, one of my favorite, you know, gay characters on television. So, um... I, I don't know, and Martin Short, I think, is good in small doses and not good in large doses, and even though he's sort of playing a parody of himself, uh, it, it doesn't work the way it should. And there's, like, a dog on a skateboard. I mean, it's just, is everything's literally wrong.
2: literally a dog on a skateboard? There's literally
1: a dog in a wig on a skateboard.
0: Wait, wait, what was last season's version of this? Dads or whatever? Fathers?
1: Oh, dads, because so it had racial dads. stereotypes?
0: Well, but, like, is it is it worse than dads?
2: Uh, yes, yes. Whoa, wow. Because the dad's
0: pilot was really bad.
2: Yeah, this is So worse. It's as offensive as dad's? Like the one that no, had a like, girl no. dressing up as an anime character?
1: No, no, not as offensive. It's just a, a worse just, show. Just, a, just as bad. And I say this as someone, like I said, who loves John Mulaney and wants nothing but the best for him. But Mulaney is terrible. And or it could just be a bad pilot and get better. I don't know, but it's very bad.
0: Apparently Homeland premieres on the same night. Uh, both back-to-back episodes, so maybe we shouldn't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, because Melany's on a Sunday. It's it's very weird. It's in with like the oh, yeah, Fox animated shows. So
2: and Brooklyn Nine Nine.
1: Yeah, it's very odd.
2: Which is I which makes me worry about Brooklyn. I Nine-Nine. think
1: they're just gonna shuffle it back when like Mulaney tanks. They're gonna move Bob's Burgers back because Mo- Bob's Burgers now is on at like seven thirty. I want to say, uh, so I think they're just gonna shuffle it all back once like they pull Melany from the schedule. But I don't think Milani's gonna be the first canceled show this season. Mm-hmm. I think what this, is the first canceled show gonna be? It's gonna be Bad Judge. <laughs> Oh the oh, one that no. just lost the showrunner. Yeah, the showrunner already quit before it's gone to air and Or was fired. Let's or or know. was fired. I don't know. Uh her statement is that she quit. And then the uh they won't show the pilot to press. It's like the only NBC pilot they won't show to press because they're reworking it. So maybe they'll rework it into something great. But right oh, now it's it. not looking good, so
0: it just becomes like a Tim and Eric style nonsensical show
2: by the time it gets to air. I don't know,
1: but that's the first on the on the chopping block. Mysteries I'm of confused. Laura also looks really bad. I
2: was about to say, I'm confused by Bad Judge and Mysteries of Laura kind of being out there at the same time. Yeah, like I agree. The exact same show, <laughs> just on different sides of the law and order procedure. I agree. <laughs> Sorry, women who aren't Juliana Margulies. Your <laughs> TV shows are not taking off that well. Um, but Tay we're rooting for you. So. Oh, yeah, Tay Madam Secretary, let's do that. Um, any other major points about the coming TV season, you guys? I, I, I hit my big questions. Um,
0: I'm so no, sad I'm... that Boardwalk Empire made me not care about it by the time it ended.
2: Oh, man. I no, super was... don't care about Boardwalk yeah, Empire. Yeah, that was a
0: sad decline into non-relevancy.
2: If you promise me Michael Shannon will do something interesting before it's over, I might pick it back up, but I have my doubts. So we'll He's least... not. In, he wasn't in the premiere episode, but... Um, uh the The
1: thing for me every season is about board uh, boardwalk is I don't watch. I don't watch for, like, the first, I don't know, I think it's usually ten episodes. I don't watch the first seven episodes, and then I marathon it and watch the last three. And that's the way to watch Boardwalk Empire. Is it
2: worth it every
1: time you do that? Uh, Yeah, it has been. The last three are always very strong. And the seven you can marathon while you're sort of doing something else and get yeah. it. So then you have your place and then pick up on the last, the back three are always really exciting and action-packed and interesting. Even, I guess I, I want to see how it ends. Yeah, and, and even Alan Sepinwall, like... <laughs> Who said it so diplomatically in his review of the first episode? He was like, you know, the the premiere episode of Boardwalk Empire is like every other premiere episode of Boardwalk Empire. That is to say, uh, I'll wait
2: to see how this season turns out. Like, it's just the thing is, like it's every season time. of The Wire was like that too. Like, you yeah. see the first season, first episode, you're like, I don't know who these people are. I don't care about this. And by the end of it, it's so compelling. And Boardwalk Empire never got there for me. It oh, got no, it's never, fine. Yeah, yeah it no. became the Wire. fine. Yeah.
0: It takes like it takes its middle episode to do these like long ponderous character studies that very often do not work out.
1: I mean, and the the main problem they have this season, the final season is that they
0: jumped through a lot of time.
1: Well, they did jump through 7 years, but they they bumped off Jack Houston's character who was the most compelling oh and sympathetic right. character. So having already bumped off Michael Pitt and now bumped off Jack Houston, we're supposed to care about Steve Buscemi's character, who's always been the least interesting character on his own show. So yeah. it's And getting- uh,
2: Michael Stuhlbarg's character is dead at this point in yeah. history too, right? Right, right, right. I mean, that's like historical fact, which sucks. I mean, yeah. not that he was that interesting on the show, but...
1: They got to
0: double down on the creation of the five families this season. Well, that's what they're doing later. there.
1: Yeah, they're starting off with a lot of Lucky Luciano stuff, which this was basically when... The modern concept of the Mafia was born uh, was in 1931. And so, yeah, there's a lot of Lucky Luciano in this episode, but I never cared about that character either. So I don't know. Uh, they had some good flashback stuff.
0: We'll it's his- it's history. I watched John Adams, so I could get through one season of Boardwalk Empire that's just history.
2: We'll see. We'll see. That's true. I, uh, I saw uh, The Theory of Everything. This is not... TV related at all but the uh, movie with Eddie Redmayne and I was wondering who uh, the cute uh, music teacher was and it was the guy who played Owen Slater oh no. daredevil daredevil he's gonna be daredevil oh seriously yeah, yeah. Oh, he's adorable. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. daredevil
0: has like one of my favorite marvel casts of all time by the way if you guys want to look that up
2: I realize that adorable is not the adjective most people care about in their daredevil but this guy's adorable damn it yes. I care about stardust. it in my daredevil
0: yes let's do it adorable daredevil
2: I love him in stardust <laughs> he's got a great chin yeah he's super cute and yeah. good in a theory of everything so look out for that um Sorry, Boardwalk Empire. I don't care about you. Anything else before we uh, go watch television? Should we we mention (laughs) other
0: show we don't? Other shows we don't care about?
2: Um, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care about Nashville, but then I will binge the entire thing while hungover at some point this fall and be thrilled with my decision. I wish I could quit Nashville. I know. (laughs) I really wish. But you you watch it on a on a weekly basis, even though. Okay, so I have
1: so I have these shows that I feel like I need to watch in order to think about and write about for the internet. Uh, and so, watch cannot possibly be one of well, them. Well, exactly. Watching all of them feels a little bit like homework. Like, so even when I'm watching, you know, I'm just always thinking about how I can write about it, what could be interesting. There are two shows that I watch three, The Vampire Diaries, <laughs> uh, mm. Heart of Dixie, and Nashville, all of mm. which are not good, but such good brain candy and i don't have to think at all when i watch them so well, you do not i think everyone should have something like that or maybe just go outside i don't know one of those two things that's but... why i
2: watch the property brothers on yeah,
0: <laughs> every time you go outside something happens yeah, i'm I, I not speaking for going outside
2: <laughs> yeah i went to get lunch one day and jordan rivers died and it sucked i, I like... was
0: on like a cycle at the gym and i'm like this is the first time this has happened to me
2: you started going to the gym in Colorado. You really have changed.
0: I'm a different person.
1: He's he's a boxer now. Uh, that's like when Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger died. And my coworker, I was in a two person office. My coworker went into the bathroom. When my coworker came out, and I was like, Heath Ledger died. And he was like, While well, I was in the bathroom, and I was like, Yeah, don't yeah. ever go to the bathroom again. Heath Ledger died, man.
2: God hates it when you poop. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> um. All right. Fall TV. Yeah. We're gonna watch a lot of television for a while. Some of it may or may not be Nashville. Um and I'm really intrigued to see how all these superheroes turn out for Dave's sake.
0: Hey, I'm I mean, even if it runs itself into the ground, I'm gonna be happy.
2: Yeah? Oh, even yeah, if all yeah. of them are flaming disasters.
0: <laughs> I mean, I get I I get these in comic book form. It's just bonus if I get them on television.
1: It's gotta burn out at some point though. The fact that, like, comic book films, and I say this once again as a comic book movie and TV show fan, but the the absolute domination, the death grip on pop culture has to ease up at
2: some point, right? I mean, people said that when Spider-Man 2 came out, and that was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So. All right. We may, we may not be out of the woods yet. <laughs> um, but we'll always have Mulaney.
1: Oh, and dogs on skateboards with Rasta wigs on.
2: Dave what was this week's lightning round question
0: in honor of Dolphin Tale 2 when have you felt the most actively embarrassed for an actor in a movie
1: Joanna what's your pick Uh, I'm gonna go with at that Kevin Sharp
2: who said Al Pacino in Jack and Jill oh he must have gotten paid well for that I don't know if I feel bad for him he made his choices you don't think uh, Morgan Freeman got paid well for Dolphin 2 I guess so yeah I don't actually feel bad for Morgan Freeman Maybe this entire, the entire premise question is a lot. <laughs> Dave, what's your pick?
0: I'm going with Twitter user BusterKitten underscore.
2: Oh, that's said, a good name. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that is good. He said Willem Dafoe, Boondock Saints, though I also blame him. And <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily agree, but definitely I have felt bad for Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints. I think he was having opinions.
1: the best time of his entire life in that movie.
0: Sometimes I feel that way, but like you can't. Constantly be having that good of a time.
2: <laughs> um, I am going with Krogan Master, who said Mark Strong's giant purple head and Green Lantern. I feel bad for a lot of people in Green Lantern, and someone else just answered Green Lantern. Um, but Mark Strong in particular, I remember like being really excited for him to like have his superhero villain role, and I think that was before I realized that all modern superhero villains, except for Loki, are terrible, and no one ever gets ahead by playing them. Um, we should have that as a segment someday. Uh, maybe we Josh
0: Brolin says up yours
1: (laughs) I think I I I agree with you I think all humanoid Marvel villains have potential or 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 humanoid comic book villains because like Heath Ledger that's great too but like
2: okay so Heath Ledger and Tom Hiddleston and. Alfred Molina, maybe, and that's about as far as. I'm but
1: going. everyone who's like has to deal with a lot of latex or makeup or CG, uh, uh, Josh Brolin,
2: uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm not feeling it. So. Yeah, so uh, sorry, Mark Strong, and Peter. Uh, sure, Peter Sarsgaard's in that too, right? Isn't yeah. Oh, yeah. And he gets like turned into a monster at some point. Yeah. He like goes bald. <laughs>
1: He's Sin- really is bad. he Sinestro on that, or is that what... No, Mark Mr. Strong Patches is Sinestro. It's so sad. He's not talk about Patch is
2: screaming somewhere. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> I'm curious that. Patch is Mark Strong, sucks, and so does Green Lantern. Boom! Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. What is it about some guy who's lost in the woods and has, like, a green a gel over his lantern? Oh, oh, He finds, oh.
2: He finds some jewelry. It's somewhere. about space? And a cloud? That's... Yeah, a cloud.
0: <laughs> the title is wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, That does it for today's fighting in the war room We'll be back, I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks See ya suckers, um, but everyone else will be back next week um, In the meantime, tell the people who you are
1: I'm Joanna Robinson You can find me most days on VanityFair.com Or you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Wrote This If you liked my ramblings about television You might want to listen to my TV podcast The Station Agents And apparently we'll be back with our Legends of Korra Podcast, Republic City Dispatch uh, Next month So there's that
0: Yes, we are certainly coming back very fast. God bless the new era of television where all of a sudden just the new season. It's On out. all the time. It's amazing. Uh, my name is Dave Gonzalez. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DA7E. You can find my writings at I Love Dave Gonzalez, G O N Z A L E S, or I Hate Dave Gonzalez.com. Uh, I write about superhero movie news and Star Wars for Latino and uh, stuff about mega franchising for Forbes.
2: Uh, And I'm Katie Rich. You can find me uh, for the next week on a rocky beach in Croatia somewhere. But eventually when I get back uh, at Vanity Fair or on Twitter at Katie Rich, K-A-T-E-Y-R-I-C-H. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back talking to you next week.